Hey everyone, welcome back to the Edify You Podcast, where we're merging theology and therapy in order to transform our lives. I am your boy, your cousin, your nephew, your host of this wonderful podcast, Rod Sproul, and I'm so glad that you all have decided to come back inside of the podcast. Follow me, connect with me on all social medias, and I would love to vibe out with you. So for today, we're going to continue talking about prayer, right? We understand prayer is a weapon and therapy is a strategy, right? We can use prayer to communicate with God really nobody else. You don't pray to somebody else, right? There's no need to. You just pick up the phone, right? Or hit them up on social media, right? Write them a letter, whatever the case you may be, you literally don't pray to someone else. And if someone else has already passed, if someone else has already um, died and, and moved on to heaven, you can't pray to them. Why? Because the Bible tells us, which is where we get our theology from, the Bible tells us that they are asleep and getting the best sleep that they have ever had. They are asleep with Jesus. So you can't call and or pray to them. You only pray to God. So it's important for us to understand that if we are going to pray, we have to pray to God. And today I want to talk about 10 ways we can pray to God. Yep, 10. You can pick. You got plenty of them. Plenty of ways to pray to God. In other words, these are prayer types. And we don't always talk about all of these when it comes to comes to talking about prayer. We just know that we should do it, right? If you grew up in church or if you didn't grow up in church. Either way, when it comes to prayer, the 10 different types that we're going to talk about today are just some of them. However, we're going to talk about these and I'm going to explain what these 10 are. That way you can know how to pray when it comes to your relationship with God. Remember, prayer is a weapon. Well, guess what? I'm going to give you 10 strategies on how to use that weapon of prayer. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, let's jump on in. Let's jump on in again. I am so glad that you all have decided to come back through the podcast. So thank you once again. So for our first one here, I want to talk about the prayer of worship. All right. The prayer of worship, the prayer of worship. This one is a big one, right? Worship is literally one of the biggest types of prayers that we could ever, ever actually have and or actually do. Worshiping God literally like focuses on God. So when you're praying, you're worshiping God at the same time. Okay. It is us recognizing his power and his perfection. Right. That's what worship is. So when you are praying, know that you are worshiping. Right. These prayers can be as simple as God, you're good. Guess what? That's a prayer. You're good. You just prayed to God. Thank you, Lord. That is a prayer. If you just get a job, if you just got a deposit into your bank account, praise the Lord. Right. <laughs> if uh, you were able to dodge uh, a wreck on the road. Thank you, God. These short, quick prayers, acknowledging God and, and acknowledging his power and his perfection. Guess what? That is a prayer of worship. And we do that all the time. So I want to encourage you. Do that one. Work on that one as much as 
possible. All right. So we got another one here. We got another one here. That was the prayer of worship. This other one here I want us to really look at. And it's called the prayer of thanksgiving. Are y'all with me on that? The prayer of thanksgiving. This one is a great one because you are not only worshiping God for him being perfect and for him being who he is, but you're also thanking him for who he is. So perhaps you he has done something in your life. Right. Thanksgiving is you're giving him praise for what he has done. Right. Worshiping uh, the prayer of worship is uh, praying to God for who he is. Thanksgiving is praying to God for what he's done. So you can pray both of those. Lord, thank you for this. Lord, thank you for that. Whatever the case may be, that's a prayer of thanksgiving. You can do the prayer of worship and the prayer of thanksgiving together. And guess what? You have just prayed. You have just used a weapon that the enemy of Satan hates. And if you do that regularly, guess what? Your life will continue to get better. So I just gave us two. Just gave us two. We got a few more. And I and I hope you are really getting something from these two from these things. You know, I can't even talk this morning again, right? So when it's all said and done, prayer is a weapon. Therapy is a strategy. And I'm just giving us 10 different strategies to use our weapon. <laughs> all right. So we talked about worship. We talked about Thanksgiving, those two prayers. Now let's talk about the prayer of faith. Prayer of faith, everyone. Prayer of faith is a big one. Prayer of faith literally means that you are trusting God. Right. So let's think about what faith is. When we are praying in faith, it is us reaffirming that we have faith in God. But not only him, we have faith in his will, his way and his word. So it it it, it allows us to take our will and our desires and all that out of the equation. And let's focus on him. That is the prayer of faith. Right. For example, in James chapter five, it says, is there anyone among you who has trouble? Let them pray. Or Hebrews chapter 11, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Guess what? The things hoped for is the prayer and or is the faith. That is the prayer of faith. You can have faith in many of things, but many of things ain't going to bring you what God is going to bring you. This is why you must have the prayer of faith in order to help you get to where you're trying to get, have what you're trying to have, but it has to be in God's will. You can't pray for something that is out of God's will and then be mad because it didn't go your way, right? That don't work like that. So if you're dealing with some depression, if you're dealing with some anxiety, if you're dealing with whatever it is that you're dealing with, find the, 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 the source or the reason that makes you so depressed, whether you're worried, you're concerned, you're caught up, you're not happy about something. Guess what? Let's get to his will. What does God say about it all? Right. When you figure out all of that, then you begin to pray the prayer of faith. We are putting our 
will, our ways into God's will. That's what we're doing. We're literally putting it into his will. Hey, God, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want. What do you want? It don't even matter no more. What do you want? That is the prayer of faith. Are you with me? Are you with me? Let's jump on in and keep going to number four. Okay. This next one is called the prayer of intercession. That's right. Prayer of intercession. Some of you may have heard it. Some of you may not have heard, may not have heard it, but listen, intercession is literally the act of praying on behalf of another person. That's what prayer of, of intercession means. That's it. You're just praying in the, in on, on the on the on the behalf, listen, I still can't talk, but I'm gonna get it together. We still gonna push forward. Intercession is praying on the behalf and or praying for somebody else who is not able to pray for themselves in that moment. Perhaps somebody's in a coma, right? You can pray for them, right? Your children, you can pray for them. In other words, you're taking their need or their desire. And you are praying to God for them. That is intercessory prayer. Okay. Jesus literally did that for us. While he was hanging on the cross, literally dying for our sins, he said, forgive them. Forgive them for they don't even know. That's intercessory prayer, right? We can do that for our friends, our families. And guess what? Just like Jesus, we can do it for our enemies as well. Right. Watch this. Praying for your enemies. Is the clapback. Did you catch that? Praying for your enemies is the clapback, not going into a back and forth type of battle, not going back and forth with any type of issue, not fighting, not raging war or battle, anything like that against your enemies. Watch this. Pray for them. Jesus also said that as well. Pray for your enemies. That is the clapback. When you are done, when you have been done wrong, praying for your enemies is the clapback. I'll let y'all hold on to that. <laughs> so pray on behalf of other people, stand in the gap between them and God, right? That is the prayer of intercession, right? So this next one is, this, this is big. I love this one. This one is called the prayer of aggrievement and or agreement, excuse me, or you can call it the corporate prayer. Now, you may be like, corporate prayer, what do I mean? Guess what? This is why this prayer is important. During COVID, everything shut down. But one of the organizations that was really impacted the most, not so much financially, some financially, but not all of them, but one organization, not the main organization in every city across the globe, that organization is a church. That church was impacted not because of finances so much, not because of the sicknesses so much, but because no one could gather together for corporate prayer. Mm -hmm. Corporate prayer is literally defined as a group of people coming together in agreement to pray for one particular thing. That is the corporate prayer. These prayers can bring a sense of unity. 
a sense of community and a sense of peace amongst everybody who is involved. This is the purpose why it is important to always attend church, not for the worship service. That is great, right? Not for the offerings or doing the outreach. That is great. But there are things that you need in your life that nobody knows, but God will be able to, of course, know what it is you need. But he needs you to get in agreement with someone and not live in isolation from people and actually get into community for corporate prayer. I get that you may have been hurt. You may have been bothered. Someone has done you wrong within that body or within that group of people. I get that. I get that. But your prayer life shouldn't be more important to what someone has done in your life. And within that particular group of people, that body of believers, so to speak, there's somebody in that group who will agree with you in prayer that you don't even know about, that the Holy Spirit, God's way of connecting us to him, the Holy Spirit will put something and or uh, bring something to someone else. And that person will be able to agree with you and work with you and actually care for you the way that you need to. Not just sitting at home, not just saying I can do church by myself. I can do it in my house. You absolutely can. But there's something about praying with a group of people who are praying for the one thing. And that one thing can be your thing. And when you have a group of people who are praying for that, that is called a corporate prayer. That's big, y'all. That's big. That is big. That is one of the biggest reasons why it is important to go to church, not be away from the church. Corporate prayer is big. All right. Hey, so let's recap. Let's recap. We talked about the prayer of worship. Right. We talked about the prayer of Thanksgiving. We talked about the prayer of faith, the prayer of intercession. And we just now completed talking about the prayer of agreement and or the corporate prayer. Let's push forward. Let's push forward. This next one is a big one as well. This one is called the prayer of consecration. Prayer of consecration. So this is when we are praying a prayer of consecration. This literally means that we are consecrating the bread and or the wine and asking God to make it holy. What we are doing in simpler forms and or in layman's terms, we are separating ourselves to present ourselves in prayer together, corporate in, in, in a corporate prayer, we are separating ourselves, presenting ourselves to God, asking him to bless a moment and or a event specifically. This is the prayer of consecration. So before you step onto the field, before you walk into the job, before you step into the house of that relationship and or of your spouse, before you have that phone call, before you get into the car, whatever the case may be, you can pray the prayer of consecration 
to help you navigate through that event, that situation, that problem, that relationship, or the that place, whatever the case may be, the prayer of consecration is a strategy you can use as you navigate and work through your day. Listen again, we have theology, right? We believe God and sometimes things are not our fault. Sometimes it's just the place. Sometimes it's just the atmosphere. Sometimes it's just the person, whatever the case may be. Guess what? When you are praying this prayer of consecration, you are asking God to come in and intervene in this situation and cover you and block some things. There are things that God has blocked because watch this. <laughs> this is big. He has blocked some things in your life that you don't even know about because there was a prayer of consecration over your life. Yep. Yep. And you know what? Watch this. Let me put some other stuff together. You probably didn't even pray the prayer of consecration. Mm -hmm. It may have been your mother who prayed that prayer of consecration. What she was doing was interceding for you. She did a prayer of consecration and interceded on your behalf and gave you a consecration prayer as you walked into that job, as you walked into that relationship, as you walked into school, whatever the case may be. Your mother or whoever prayed that prayer of consecration and interceding on your behalf. And that situation was not as bad as it could have been or as bad as you thought it was going to be because there was a intercessory prayer of consecration. Woo! Are you getting this? <laughs> so that's why we want to make sure we still have. Here's another one. Put it all together. Corporate prayer. Your mom interceding for you. So that you have been consecrated or the situation has been consecrated. You talking with her or not talking with her is a form of corporate prayer. Yep. Your mom, your dad, the ones who love you. Whatever the case may be, if they're praying for you, that's corporate prayer. And they interceded on your behalf to consecrate you for that moment. These are strategies and we got to keep up with these because Satan is busy, but our prayer is a weapon. <laughs> so let's continue on with these strategies. All right. We got a few more in here. So I want to really dive in on this next one. This next one is called the prayer of lament, the prayer of lament, not the prayer of Lamont. No. Uh, uh the prayer of lament, the prayer of lament. Let me praise it. Uh, uh, explain this one. OK, God wants us to, to bring all our fears and doubts and despair and worries and grief and just challenges to him. Right. That's the prayer of lament. Simply put, when you are grieving, you're challenged with something. If you're scared about something. If you're. Concerned about something. God says, lament. Bring all of your cares to me. He said, I got you. If you are wrestling with depression, lament. God, I feel so horrible. If you're worried, if you have some anxiety, Lord, I am just so anxious. That's lamenting. That's lamenting. You can do that. That is a prayer of lament. David in the Bible 
lamented all the time. In Psalms uh, chapter 88, he said, Oh Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayers come before you. Incline your ear. He's, he's, he's in agony at this point. He's lamenting. Some of us have felt like this before. That is a prayer of lament. What it does is you are bringing all of you, including your weakest point, to God. God, he wants that. And you're showing the prayer of faith as well. See how you're putting all this together? You see, like, are you really seeing this? <laughs> but this is the prayer of lament. We don't do this enough. We just wallow and sit in isolation. No, God says, come and pray to me. When you do that strategy in prayer, you will actually begin to feel better. It can be long. It can be short. It doesn't matter. Lament to God. Bring all your worries and fears and concerns and anxiety and depressions and challenges and doubts and all of that. Bring it to God because he what? He cares for you. So do it. I encourage you. The prayer of lament is a big one. It is a big one. All right. So this next one here I want to talk about and we're moving on. We're moving forward. We're talking about the prayer of the Holy Spirit. Yep. The prayer of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I say the prayer of the Holy Spirit, I'm not saying that you are the Holy Spirit or you can pray the Holy Spirit, but you can invite the Holy Spirit to pray for you. The Bible says sometimes we don't even have the words. We don't even know what to say. We just know how we feel and we just need to lament in prayer. So therefore, we can bring in the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to pray for us. Holy Spirit, look, I, look, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Some people use their gift of speaking in tongues to build themselves up and or to edify themselves. And the Holy Spirit knows what you're saying, but you don't know what you're saying, but you know what you're feeling. So the Holy Spirit intercedes on your behalf and or intercedes on your lamenting so that you can get your prayers to God. This is the prayer of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So don't worry about Oh, I don't know. I don't have the words to say. You don't have to. Don't even worry about it if you can't even talk. <laughs> don't worry if, if, if your mouth is not even able to move. Right. Don't even worry about you don't know any scriptures. God ain't looking for that. He just wants you to acknowledge him. Prayer faith. He just wants you to worship him. He just wants you to uh, to, to thank him. He just wants you to communicate to him he wants you to pray to him in the process of doing that the holy spirit will actually do the talking for you all you just got to do is just holy spirit activate <laughs> so i want to encourage you you can initiate and ask the holy spirit to help you he knows without you even moving your lips you can feel it in your heart. You're dealing with something. You can think it in your head. 
Holy Spirit, help me, whatever the case may be. See, our language is our language, but God has a whole nother language. Sometimes that's with words. Sometimes it's with his language or sometimes it's just what we are feeling. God knows what you're feeling in your heart without you even opening up your mouth. But you must ask the Holy Spirit to help you and pray for you and intercede for you on your behalf. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. So a couple more here. And I really want us to really zoom in on this next one. This one is called the prayer of petition. A petition prayer, right? And or the prayer of supplication. We talked about this before. And the prayer of supplication is basically us asking God for something that we need or something that we want. God wants you to. He's he's a good, good father and he will give us what we need. And if it is in his will, he will give us what we want as well. We just got to ask. This is the prayer of petition. Petition is, is what many people imagine when, when they think about prayer, because you're, you're, you're asking God. It means asking God for something, whether for yourself or someone else. This is petition. This is a petition prayer. And God tells us to make our requests known to him because he has to be the one to give it to us. God uses situations, events, he uses people, he uses uh organizations, he uses all these different things to bless you as a avenue, but it starts with him. So go straight to him if you're needing something. Go straight to him if you want something so he can utilize and put on someone's heart to bless you. In other words, if you are at the corporate prayer event and or at a church service, and you are needing something because you've prayed in the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit has intervened and or interceded on your behalf. God will send somebody at that church to bless you out of the blue. You hadn't even thought about it because you have prayed the petition prayer. You have prayed the intercessory prayer and or you've asked the Holy Spirit to pray for you. And you've also prayed in faith. You see how all this works? This is why you want to have a strong prayer life. And everything of Satan hates, 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 hates prayer. And I'm just giving you the strategies. You can use this at any time, whenever you need to, because God wants you to talk to him. He don't want you just to think about him. He wants you to communicate with him. Okay, this last one here is big. This last one is big. Okay, and I want us to really focus on this one. Okay, this one is called the prayer of imprecation. The prayer of imprecation. Now, this is not something that we normally hear in our regular vernacular, in our regular language, regular conversations may not have even heard it or hear it in church. But it is a prayer. Listen, this is where we are asking God to invoke judgment on the wicked and thereby avenge the righteousness, right? Jesus teaches us to pray 
for blessing on the enemies, not cursing. Now, I'm not saying that we should pray for evil to come to someone else. Right? That ain't our job, especially if it's not in God's will. But I want you to know of the power that prayer has. That's the reason why I'm bringing this one up. It is powerful because when we use it, we can have the power, if it's in God's will, to bring down destruction and so forth and so forth. For example, at this time of, of recording, there's a big battle, a big war going on, big fight going on between Russia and the Ukraine. Right. We could pray the prayer of imprecation. Right. But it has to be in God's will. Right. And we don't always want evil to take place. We don't always want that to go down. But if we wanted some things to take place that will stop some things, God has given us a weapon called prayer. And or most specifically, the prayer of imprecation to stop some things. Read Matthew 5, 44 through 48. And it talks about this because it's important for us to know that prayer is powerful. And I've listed all these particular, all these different prayer types so that we know that we have the power to pray and things happen. When we pray. So I want us to really zero in and focus on that. Focus on the power that we have to pray for others. Even in the challenging times. I'm going to read Matthew 5 for you. Verse 44 through 48. It says, but I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you, and that way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward do you have for just doing that? Even the corrupt tax collector can do that. If you are kind only to your friends, how different are you than the heathen? Even pagans, even those who are not of God do that. But you are in a position to be perfect, even as your father is in heaven. Be perfect. In other words, what he's saying, you have the power to intercede in a bad situation and to ask God, God, this is a bad situation. I need you to do something about that situation. That's what we can do for Russia and Ukraine. The prayer of imprecation. The prayer of imprecation. Love your enemies. Love those who love you, but also love those who are against you. And we can pray to ask God to send his judgment to that situation. But if he doesn't do it, 
He doesn't do it. It wasn't his will. You got to remember that. You got to be you got to remember that if you're going to petition God and or ask God to do anything. Remember, if it is your will. Please do this. All right. So this is the prayer of imprecation, the prayer of imprecation. You are asking God to send his judgment to a situation, to an area, to a place, not so much to a people, but you can. But it has to be God's will. I'm bringing this up again because we have the power. We are God's vessels. We are God's uh, uh, instruments. So whatever we bind on earth, it's binding in heaven. Whatever we loose is loosed in heaven. It's the same thing. We have the power and the control as long as it is in God's will. Right. That's why you always pray for things in his will. Right. God may not want to send destruction to your ex-boyfriend's car. That ain't his will. It's your will. But you can still ask <laughs> that God send his judgment. And even if God does decide to do something along those lines, it's his way of doing it. But you should still be interceding for Russia and or Ukraine and or for all those individuals who are in your eyes doing something that is unjust. And God has given us the ability to call out what is unjust. We have the power of prayer to use any time we need to use it. Let me say this as I close. Prayer is your communication to God. It's how you communicate to God. If you're not praying to God and not even requesting the Holy Spirit from your heart, not from your words, but from your heart to intercede from your behalf. You are literally not in relation with your relationship with God. If you were in a long distance relationship, you're going to call the person. You're going to talk to the person if you are in the same state, in the same city, or if you live with the person, you're going to talk to the person. But just think if you're in a relationship with someone and you never talk to them. You see how quiet that was? You're just thinking that everything is all good. No, pray to God. Don't have a silent relationship with God to where you don't need it. Don't be so arrogant in your ways that you neglect Neglect to turn back to pray and to give praise to God. Prayer is a weapon. But therapy is a strategy. Hey, I hope this has been good. I gave us 10 different ways, 10 different ways to always pray. And I hope this has been good. Hope you enjoyed this one because we have to pray. Pray until something happens is what some people say. But I just say pray even if it don't happen. Or pray even when it does happen. Don't stop praying when it does happen. Keep praying. And watch God continue to bless your life. We talked about the prayer of worship. 
We talked about the prayer of thanksgiving, the prayer of faith, the prayer of intercession, the prayer of agreement and or corporate prayer. We talked about the prayer of consecration. We talked the prayer of lament, the prayer of of the Holy Spirit. We talked about the prayer of petition and or supplication. That's what we talked about before. And then we also talked about the prayer of imprecation. Use these strategies. And pray your way into whatever God has called you to. Hey, thank y'all again for hanging out with me, for getting these strategies. We're going to keep building. We're going to keep growing because we need theology and we need therapy in order to transform our lives. So let's edify each other. Let's build up one another so that we can live out our best lives the way that God has called us to live. Hey, I'll see you all next week. Tell someone, tag someone, text someone. I don't care. Share. Tell people that Edify You podcast is pushing forward and you are enjoying it. Download. That way you are always aware when a new podcast drop, a new episode drops. All right. Download this podcast so that you are aware and so that others are aware. Hey, we are merging theology and therapy in order to transform our lives. Edify you podcast with your boy, your cousin, your nephew. It's me, Rod Sproul. So I'll see y'all next week on the same podcast. But we're going to be talking about something good next week as well. I can't wait. So I'll talk to you then. Have a great rest of the day and or of the week and or of the month. But most importantly, have your prayer life together. This is your boy. I'll talk to you next time. Peace.